Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. of the English with Kirsty podcast. So this is episode 171. And if you want to look at anything that I'm talking about today, you can go to the show notes page, which is englishwithkirstycom slash podcast slash episode 171. And just before we start, I, I know that I've got listeners from all over the world here um, and different people will be experiencing different things, but I hope everyone is keeping safe. Um, these are different and potentially difficult times for for many of us so I, I hope everyone's doing okay and um, yeah that you will stay safe and, and healthy in the coming weeks uh, just a couple of announcements before we start uh, I've got two announcements the first one is if you have if you're finding that you've got more time at home or that you really want to do some English practice but some of your other activities have been cancelled perhaps I am running the language challenge from the 14th of April so it starts on the 14th of April and it runs for 30 days it's a 30-day language challenge um, I will um, add the link to the show notes page basically you um, it's a paid challenge um, it's 30 pounds for 30 days so basically a pound a day um, and for that you get a prompt every day something different you can do to improve your English skills um, and there'll all be things that you can do with, without going out. So it's um, for anyone who's done this before, it's, it's been amended slightly because I'm not going to tell people to go and do things that could put them in danger. Um, so you, you have your 30 prompts for different activities that you can do to work on your speaking, writing, speak, reading and listening. Um, and then there's also email access to me. So if you don't understand something or if you want to show me what you've done, then I can um, give you some tips about that as well. So if you're looking for some different ways to improve your English or if you're just looking for something to do that's English related, that is something that is on offer from the 14th of April. So you need to sign up before the 14th of April if you want to take part in the 30 day language challenge. And the other thing is um, I have a new um, conversation club which is running three times a month at the moment. So the idea is that um, often people meet for conversation, for language practice, things like that, but it's not possible to do that at the moment. And also online networking is fun anyway, not just as a, a thing that we do because we can't see people face to face, but I actually really enjoy online networking because um, it's something you can do online. And it's also a way to meet people who you'd never meet before. Well, you'd never be able to meet because they're, they're not in your immediate geographic area. So the information about the Conversation Club is in German um, because I'm, I'm running it with another small business owner in Germany. And um, so if you speak German, then you can click on the link in the show notes page and you'll find out all about that. If you don't speak German um, and you would like to know more, then let me know and I can I can tell you about it. It's basically a, a club. It's paid membership for the club um, and that membership entitles you to have the links and to take part in our three online meetings so you can come to one of them you can come to three of them um, the price isn't dependent on how many you come to but the membership in the club entitles you to um, 
to get the links for the, the meetings that we're going to have. And we have them in the daytime. So um, it's mainly um, small business owners who are signing up, although it doesn't have to be if you can make time in your day. And we have three hour long meetings during the month to, to speak English. And we try to vary the time as well. So we have like a, a Thursday afternoon and a Tuesday morning so that we um, have them available at different times of the day. So hopefully people will be able to to come to at least one or two of them. So those are my two notices. If you want to know any more about either of those things, you can ask me. Um, you can message podcast at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 171 and there'll be a contact form there and there'll also be links to the other things that I've spoken about today on there. So notice is finished. The the other thing that my main topic for today is, is something that a lot of people are talking about now because it's something that many people are doing. I've been doing it for about eight years. Um, and some people are finding themselves suddenly having to do it for the first time. And that's working from home. And and first of all, I, I thought I'd mention this because I work with people, a lot of people in mainland Europe. And this idea of home, at home office comes up all the time, like in newspaper articles, like working from the home office or um, um, life in the home office or being productive in the home office. And it's just not something we say in English. So it amuses me that I keep seeing this thing that looks like an English phrase, but really isn't something we say, possibly because the home office is a government department. So it's already a thing for us. Um, so it'd be a bit confusing if we suddenly called working from home the home office as well, because the home office is, yeah, you know, it's already established. It's already a, a government department. Um, and also sometimes in English, we, we choose verbs over nouns. So sometimes in, in German, for example, an idea will be expressed with a verb, a noun, and we use a verb. And this is an example of this. So we say working from home, working at home, generally working from home though. Um, whereas often I keep seeing home office and it just makes me smile because it, it looks like a cool English word, but it's something that most English people would, would never say. So I just thought I'd, I'd share that. But that is what I'm talking about today, about working from home, because some people, for some people like me, it's, it's not really different. A lot of other things are different in terms of how life is right now. But the idea of working at home in my office here at home is, is not new because I've been doing that for the last eight years since English with Kirsty started. Um, and I've learned a lot of things in that time. So I keep seeing articles about being productive, working at home, life working at home, and some of them, they, they just seem a bit shallow, a bit like somebody just gone onto Google and looked for tips for working at home and just churned it out as an article. I, I don't think it really adds value. So I thought, can I can I do any, any better? I don't know if I can, but I've tried um, because I based it on things that I've actually learned, not just things that somebody thinks are a good idea, but yeah, things that have actually worked for me. Um, and I've based it on my experience because I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're an adult. You can decide what you're going to do. So this isn't like you must do these things. But these are things that I found work for me. And I've had some time to figure this out. It's not something that I've, I've just been thrown into. And I am aware that it's different if you choose to work from home and if you, you're forced to work from home and that you don't have access to some of your systems and you've got children running around and, and life's really crazy. I'm, I'm not saying that it's the same. I'm just saying that these are some of the things that I found helpful. 
and and hopefully as, as things go on for you if you are working from home you'll, you'll figure out your own routines and your own ideas of, of what's going to be good and productive for you so I have I have 12 things so my first thing is I have a set place to work so I work at my desk um, and I have invested in an office chair and I have a proper desk I know that not everybody does because working from home isn't going to be a, a full-time thing but somewhere where I can work where I know my work things are <coughs> and I can sit here and I can do my work and then I can leave I can go and do other stuff but it's it's having a place it helps if it's a quiet place but it's a place that you know that you can get work done and it's also good if it's a place where you're not going to be distracted by other people disturbed by them if you can shut a door that's that's often good to say this is my time I'm working here um, and also like psychologically and emotionally it's nice if you can get up at the end of the day and, and go somewhere else so I may if I'm studying or something I may sit at my desk because it's, it's easier but um, if I'm relaxing having free time I, I don't usually sit at my desk because this is my work area and when work is in the home it's nice to be able to separate that out a bit this is work time this is home time it doesn't entirely work when you have all your email accounts on your phone but you know it's, it's a start <laughs> Uh, number two, I look the same as I would if I were going to the office. So yeah, if it's um, if it's really hot, I'm, I may wear something a bit more summery, but I'm not going to turn up in a in a sundress. I'm not going to not bother if I'm meeting with clients on video. I'm certainly not going to turn up in my pajamas. I know some people say, you know, working from home, oh, you don't have to bother, but you know, it's a really slippery slope if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't get up, have a shower, put some clean clothes on it can start to feel like oh I can't really be bothered like you may do at the weekend if you're just relaxing and that's that's not um, a good way to, to start into your working day because for a start if you're on video you don't want people to see you like that really <laughs> um, it, it looks like you didn't care enough for them it looks like you couldn't be bothered and that's not really an impression that you want to give and also just for your own mindset if you if you do feel that you're ready for the day to be professional to to be out of your pajamas or whatever you wear at night time it's just re really good for your your mindset to think right I'm focused now I'm doing work and I'm ready for the day ready to to speak to customers I think it depends if you're going to be on video if, if I'm not on video I don't usually put makeup on or maybe a little bit but but if I am then I will I will put my makeup on not everybody wears makeup I'm not saying you should but if you would to go out to the office then for me it's the same thing it's just that my office is at home I don't see this kind of I don't need to bother as much because I'm at home um, especially when I'm having client facing meetings where they can actually see me see what I'm wearing see if I bothered to brush my hair this morning and I, I do bother to brush my hair this morning <laughs> but you know what I mean it's, it's just a way of showing up um, that where you are doesn't actually make a difference it's just that you're happen you happen to be working from your home number three I manage expectations so this is more relevant when people aren't on lockdown and people can you know come by and I, I let people know I yeah I work from home but that doesn't mean I'm available all the time it doesn't mean you can um, just come round it doesn't mean that I'll be able to drop everything and have lunch with you I, I do sometimes have longer lunches with people um, but they're in the diary we, we talk about them we book them in and we we make it like a meeting um, and that's that works for me because then I haven't suddenly got people turning up wanting my 
time when I don't have time to give them because I know that I've got a really busy day. So that's more for a normal time. At the moment, nobody's trying to go and see people anyway because people shouldn't be leaving their houses. But um, it's certainly worth thinking about if this is something that you may be doing going forward in the more long term. You know, managing expectations when you have time available for people and when you need to focus on, on your work. And that also works for, for out of hours as well. So I may answer an email later in the evening, but generally I work office hours. Um, if you get an email reply from me, it's yeah, it's because I was at my desk and I noticed it and I thought I can do that quickly, but it's not that I'm on call 24-7. So getting people to understand this idea that, yeah, okay, I work from home, but that doesn't mean that if you keep emailing me on a Sunday morning, you're going to get a reply because chances are you won't because I won't be looking at business stuff on a Sunday morning. So it's just getting whoever it is, whether it's your your family or your customers to understand how, how it works and how you work because some people will start earlier than, than I like to. Some people will finish later or will, will work at the weekend. So it's, it's up to you what you do, but then communicating that is good because it helps you to manage expectations. Uh, number four, I don't work in bed. The only time I worked in bed was the time when I got food poisoning and I had to clear my diary because I was so unwell I couldn't see anyone or speak to anyone or deal with anything business related so I, I did cancel everything from bed but apart from that I don't do that and I, I don't know where this idea comes from that when you work from home you work in bed but it's just like a real intrusion into your into your personal space I find that like I don't want to see things about work when I'm supposed to be in the place where I can relax and read a book and then go to sleep it's not it's it's good to have that distinction so I know some people yeah, if you're unwell or, or, you know, there's some reason why that's the only place you can work. I, I'm not talking about people in that situation. I am talking about people who are feeling fine, you know, could could get up and go to sit at a table and, and think, oh, I'll just stay in bed. Because it's, it is not really the same mindset for, for being working, being productive. It's it's not a good habit to get into because then you, you never really leave this place that, that should be for, for sleeping and relaxing. Number five, I don't reduce my prices because my services are online. And that's the thing that I've been seeing recently. And I think it's a bit of a um, a shame when people feel that they have to do that. But this is how much I would charge for a face-to-face -face meeting. So I'll knock a certain amount off because it's online. Obviously, if the experience is drastically different, if you're if there's something about your venue or the materials that you provide or... Um, access to, to things that the people can't have online, then obviously, yeah, that you do need to factor that in. Um, if if you're changing your offering substantially, then yeah, it, you do need to look at the price. But if it's something where you're delivering training or information, then there's no reason why the online version of that should be substantially cheaper than the face-to-face. -face. It's not like a second best, because I've been working with people for... Um, you know, for the last eight years who, who are learning online and, and they, they see the benefits. They don't have to drive to a school. They don't have to um, spend extra time getting to the lessons. They can do it from, from their own home. They There are lots of advantages to working online. And I think it's a mistake if I know many business owners are trying to change their businesses now to, to make it possible to offer products and services online. 
And certainly in the service industry, I don't think we need to devalue our online offerings because you've, you've got the same experience to share with people. And if it's done well, then people can learn and can benefit from training or coaching or, or whatever advice you're offering. Um, I, I think we need to kind of think about what it is you're offering them. And the fact that it's online rather than face to face is not really relevant unless it's something like, I don't know, ski instruction where you're actually going out on the snow. Then, yeah, you can learn theory online, but it's not the same as us actually doing it. Um, but if it's something like a language course, for example, then um, you can you can certainly learn online as long as the other person has a stable internet connection somewhere where they can work. Um, it, it is another way of working. So, so for people, certainly people with their own businesses, not, not feeling the need to lower the prices just because it's online. Six, I schedule fitness time into my diary. And this is important because especially now, um, the rules in the UK um, are that we, we can go out for a walk, but people can't do the same kind of fitness activities that they would normally. Um, so that's important to have fitness time. But even even when the country isn't um, going through an, an international emergency, you know, it's, it's important to think about this because when I worked in the office, I had a lot of involuntary exercise because I used to walk to the train station, then walk to the office, then do the whole thing in reverse. Um, and out of about three hours traveling that I used to do each day, one of those hours was walking, these, these four different walks I did from home to station, station to office and back. Um, and that was exercise, that was that was good. And often I was late, so that was good for my heart rate too because I was doing it quickly because I didn't want to miss the train. Um, so it's if you work from home and you don't have this need to travel to the office, then it, it can be forgotten about, you know, I'm so busy, I'll do it later. So I schedule fitness time into my diary now so that it's a meeting that I have to do. I can change the time if I've got other things to do that day, but it's something that I try to do every day, spend a bit of time on that because otherwise it won't get done. I know if it's not in my diary, I won't do it. So I put it in my diary and then that's a, um, a reason for me to take notice of it and do it. But it is something to think about. If you've got a, a, a job where you sit at your desk all day, it's good to build in some moving around time or some fitness into your day. Number seven, I don't allow myself to become isolated. And I know that's also in the time we're talking about social, social isolation. It's, you know, something to be aware of and um, to be aware of that, you know, it's it's good to talk to people. It's, it's good to stay in touch. Um, but even if you work from home as, as a more long term thing, I, I learned this the hard way, the, the first couple of months when I set up my business, all I did was work on setting things up. I had loads of ideas, loads of things I wanted to do. And then I realized I hadn't seen any of my friends for about three months. And I thought, OK, this isn't good, um, because if you're totally in working all the time, you're in a state of work, work, work. That's not there's no time for, for relaxing, no time for just having a coffee with someone or, or going to dinner. And, and these things are also important. And I know it's difficult to do that at the moment for many of us, but we can do so many things with the technology that's available now. Um, meetings, talking to people, calling people, messaging people, all these ways we have of contacting people um, so we don't have to be isolated. Yeah, social isolation is good um, so that the virus doesn't spread, but you know, it's, it's also good to 
to talk to people and to stay in touch, make sure people are okay. Especially if you're in a position where you're you're living in in a house or a flat completely on your own, um, it's it's something to think about. You know, is there someone you could call or, or speak to, um, just to just to stay in touch for you and for them. Number eight, I figured out the best environment for me to get work done, and so for me that's a quiet environment. I don't like background music. I don't like noise of any. Time. If I'm trying to focus, I, I need it to be quiet. And I know that's difficult. If you've got other people in the house at the moment, it's harder to to find what you need in terms of the ideal environment. But if you can find somewhere that is good for you, that helps you to focus, concentrate, that you feel comfortable, um, like you may not be able to go and get a new chair, but of the chairs that you have, which is the most comfortable for working in, um, and what do you want it to feel like in, in your space for working. So find the environment, find the time of day as well. If you're someone who really gets a lot done early in the morning, can you set your schedule so you do start a bit earlier and finish a bit earlier? Is that a good time in your house to be doing things if, if other people are asleep perhaps or, or working later when other people are asleep? Just you know, find out what works for you and, and with the resources that you have and the situation that you have right now, is there any way you can make it better for you, more comfortable, more conducive to getting stuff finished? Number nine, I look after my basic needs. So a lot of people talk about working from home as a reason to eat a lot. Um, but there are people that don't do that. There are people who, you know, forget. I, I don't think I ever forgot to eat completely, but like sometimes you can be working on something and then the time goes and you realise you didn't have any lunch. So I see a lot of tips about, oh, don't keep going to the fridge when you're working from home. But actually, I I found that my eating was a lot more healthy when I started working from home because I was in a job that I liked a lot more <laughs> working for myself. Um, and, and I didn't have a really long commute when I knew I was going to get very, very tired and be out of the house for a long time. So my eating... Um, wasn't wasn't that bad or hasn't been that bad since I'm, I'm working from home but it is important to make sure you get the basic needs that you do have lunch even if you have a lot to do that you stop and maybe go somewhere else to eat it as well just to get away so you're not eating at your desk um, and the thing with me is water because I I drink enough coffee but if I don't put some water on my desk I generally don't drink it um, and that's something that I try to focus on making sure I get enough water because if it's there, I'll drink it. It's not, I don't like drinking water, but I just don't think about it. So try to get into the, for me, I, I try to get into the habit of putting the water there on my desk because then I'll drink it and then I'll, I'll get enough. But for you, it might be something else. But you know, what are the basic things that we need? We need sleep, we need water, we need food. Um, just making sure that when other things are changing, that you still get those basic needs and, and that you still meet them. Number 10, I've touched on this already, but I have a comfortable chair. It doesn't have to be a really expensive chair. Um, mine is a kind of mid-range chair. Uh, there are cheaper ones, but there are a lot more expensive ones as well. Um, but it's comfortable, and if you're sitting on something for many hours in the day, especially if, if you're working from home, is something that's likely to go on for longer, or that you, you may do after, um, after this situation with the virus is finished, it's, it is worth investing if you can in something that is comfortable because for your back, for your shoulders, 
for your arms and wrists. It, it's good to be sitting comfortably. And if you can't, um, then at least look at what you have. Try a couple of chairs out and decide which, which is going to be best for you. 11. I make a point of shutting off before bedtime, or I try to. I don't always succeed, but I don't. I try not to work right up until I'm going to sleep because then my head is still full of, of work and things related to work. And that's not good because it means it's difficult to get to sleep. If your brain is full of stuff and it's churning around like a washing machine, you'll never get to sleep like that. But also if you see something that you need to do or that you find annoying or that is a concern, something you need to sort out, you don't want to be seeing that immediately before you want to go to sleep. Um, and also it's it, you do need a bit of time for you as well. So even if you have access to all of your, your work stuff, um, it doesn't mean that you need to be looking at it all the time. There needs to be some time before you go to bed and that you can just get time away from the work and, and think about something else for a while. I find that really helps. And number 12, if I really don't feel well, I stop working because it's a real temptation. I've done it. Um, I've thought, oh, I don't feel great and I wouldn't feel well enough to, to trek into the office, but I can do this. It's OK. Um, but sometimes it's not OK, because if you really aren't well, what you need to do is rest and, and maybe sleep or like give your brain a, a rest. So I don't always take my own advice with this, but I am, I'm trying to. So if I wouldn't feel well enough to be working in an office, then am I well enough to be working at home? And sometimes you are. Sometimes it's just oh, I'll just finish this paperwork, It's I can do it slowly, it's okay. Um, but sometimes you can end up making more mistakes that way and not doing your best. And sometimes you have to be a bit stricter with yourself when you're at home because nobody can see you and say, oh, you look terrible, go home to bed. Um, sometimes you, you need to just make that decision, okay, I really don't feel well, so I'm going to stop now. Maybe even start again a bit later in the day, but just give yourself a break. And I think especially now with people, you know, being more people being unwell that you know it will take you a lot longer to recover if you try and work when you should be resting so be kind to yourself you know take take care don't put yourself at unnecessary risk but if you really don't feel well don't don't carry on working at whatever cost because there will be a cost and and it might be that it takes you longer to recover and that's not a good thing so that's my number 12. So this is based on a blog post that I wrote. So if you want to see the blog post, I will link it from the show notes page, which is englishwithkirstycom slash podcast slash episode 171. And also, if you want to know any more about the other things, either the 30 day challenge or the monthly conversation club, then I will link those in the show notes page as well. And if you have any questions about any of them, you can either contact me through the contact form or you can email podcast at englishwithkirsty.com and Kirsty is K-I-R-S-T-Y. So podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. Have a good week, everyone. Stay safe and healthy and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.